Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm tired. <laughs> and this week we watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Off on, on Netflix. Where do I want to start on this? What did you think? I wanted to like this more than I did. I liked this more than I thought I would. Have you, when was the last time you watched the Anna Kendrick live action one? Like that Anna Kendrick is your touchdown for that. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, I get it. In its entirety, probably the year it came out. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sure I've seen clips and bits of it on TV or otherwise since then. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I've watched it within the past year. In t- like you sought it out and watched yeah, it. Yeah, I sat down and watched it. Okay. Yeah, one night where she was like working late or something, I was like, I'm going to watch Scott Pilgrim. Would you? What? What were your 2022 slash 2023 thoughts about it? I liked it. I like Edgar Wright. I think that um, there is some problematic stuff about it. But overall, it was fun, and yeah, I liked it. I listened to an uns- the Unspooled episode about it today, too. What's Unspooled? Unspooled is the Paul Shear good movie podcast, as opposed to How Did This Get Made, which is his bad movie podcast. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I mostly what I've ingested of the movie since I last watched it entirely is just discourse on the problematic bits about right the movie, which part of the reason I wanted to watch this show is I had heard it kind of addresses some of those things. Oh, we didn't get to see much of that because the twisty bit where i think it's going to lead us down a path where it unspools some of those things didn't take place until the very very end of this episode yeah uh you said that we maybe should watch the first two episodes of this because you heard there was a big twist in the second episode and i was like oh wait a minute was that just the twist at the beginning at the end of the first episode uh and uh apparently there is another twist in the second episode okay yeah i had heard so the twist I had heard. Oh, I don't want any spoilers. I'm watch as soon as you leave. I'm watching the second episode of this show. The twist I'm about to say that I had heard okay. is undone by what happened in the first episode. The twist I heard, I either it was either misstated or I misremembered or I misheard. Oh, okay. The twist I had heard is that after this first episode, Scott Pilgrim just just kind of decides to like he breaks up with or whatever Ramona and just leaves. Hence the title Scott Pilgrim takes off. Like he's taking he's he's oh, gone. Yeah. But from what we saw at the tail end of this episode and what little I've read about since that since watching that, nope. That that's the that was the twist, at least the one I'm thinking of. He spoiler alert to anybody that hasn't watched it yet, he dies. Yeah. He's gone. He loses his first fight to an evil ex-boyfriend and is gone. Yeah. So we'll have to wildly speculate on the twist of the second episode at some point. Yes, absolutely. 
I think the thing that I was most disappointed by in this and why I said I wanted to like this more than I did is it's not it wasn't the writing I don't think I think it was just how they edited together the dialogue everything felt really stilted and slow yeah it was anime style I guess but I've seen enough not all that much but enough anime that that you can still keep a conversational flow yeah I don't know I always associate the what you're describing like the stilted talking type thing with the anime it seems to do that that's and that's yeah I don't know and, I again I haven't watched enough anime to in like Scott Pilgrim doesn't do this but there's some like attack on Titan is not so much animated as you see a still of somebody jumping through the air and then like a swooshing animation in the background to like sort of like a uh, just a comic book panel with movement animation in the back uh type of thing which i think might contribute to my thinking of how stilted even the dialogue is yeah and i feel like they did some of that with some of the action sequences oh, sorry a manga panel yeah, sure <laughs> um they did some of that with some of the action sequences in this episode my i, I don't know it's Maybe I'm not exposed to enough anime. Maybe I was expecting something in between a typical Edgar Wright movie, which is generally pretty bang, 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 back and forth when it comes to dialogue and anime, which, or at least that stereotypical view of anime, which is far more stilted. But this was just so stilted that it it made me not interested in any of the conversation. Yeah. Just before we started recording, you asked me if I wanted to go see an anime movie with you. Yeah. Do you still want to go? Yeah. Okay. I going into that that it feels like two different like anime is broad and fairly all encompassing term, but I, what I'm looking for out of that movie, I just feel like I'm looking for two different things. Like when I was looking forward to watching this, I was expecting something a little faster paced, even knowing that it was going to be a bit more of an anime style yeah fair enough i liked it my big okay i've got notes my biggest question is how the fuck did ramona flowers move from new york to toronto because i want to move to toronto and not live in america anymore also through magic pixie girl magic Oh yeah, like how she was able to roll a blade through Scott's dreams, right? Exactly. So she didn't cross the border; she just rollerbladed in on Scott's dreamscape. <laughs> Fair enough. Magic. Yeah. What did you think of the band, the Sex Bobombs? First of all, the name is Sex Bobomb. I still think that's a rad band name. <laughs> Two. Wait! 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 How- wait! So is the sex bombs not taken? Maybe not. Want to start a band, dude? We can call it the sex bombs. <laughs> oh. 
yeah sure what was i thinking uh, b uh i do i i like the music just fine i yeah it's the sort of thing that i would throw on in the background but not you know there i'm sure they they would have a 12 to 15 song album that lasted 20 minutes <laughs> right um and then see how the hell has nintendo not trademarked babam and oh. or sued the shit out of them for using that as a band name even a fake one great question nothing came up did you notice that the one of the band name band members in the sex babams was named steven stills I did notice that. Is that a reference to something I should be getting? Stephen Stills is the Stills and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Gotcha. Yeah. He's good. He wrote Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. And he wrote uh, Love the One You're With. That song. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's the same guy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't... it, It feel Like, is it a reference? Like, it's weird... Well, I mean, just like Sex Babam, it's it's not even a reference. It's just directly naming. It's Stephen Stills. Like, yeah, it would be one thing if they called him Stevie Stills or something, but no, it's just Stephen Stills. Stills. Yeah, a twenty-two-year-old who plays the guitar in a punk band as opposed to playing the guitar in an acoustic folk band. Yeah, in this universe, why does Netflix need to mail DVDs by hand? Not, not, why do they, I, I remember living in a world where they mailed DVDs, but why did they need a specific Netflix DVD courier? So apparently, and I guess the, in the movie, this isn't explained as well, but in the books, Ramona Flowers is such a good delivery person uh she works for amazon and in the books and the movies she's such a good delivery person that she is the only delivery person that they have employed for the city of toronto that who has her employed amazon okay why it got switched to netflix is because the show is on netflix i get i get that much but even in there like okay that's fine we've made that twist why do they need her? <laughs> Why do they need her to do that? They're, they're either admitting that they that they rent out so few DVDs that she can handle the half dozen or so they they get mailed out on a daily basis, or does Canada's mail system really suck? Something's got up there. Something has to suck up there. Yeah. Might as well be the mail system. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait six months for a surgery and six months for a, for, a letter. for your Netflix DVD. Are you surprised they got everybody that was in the movie to come back? Like there was a one holdout. They got everybody. I mean, I I know they got the main cast, but did they really get everybody? Because there were a lot of like people that blew the fuck up five minutes after that movie. Yeah, Chris Evans. Yep. Brie he's Larson. In, he's in this. Brie Larson. She's in this. Aubrey Plaza. She's in this. Anna, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick. She's in this. Is it at all possible? I haven't watched Scott Pilgrim in 15 years or whenever the fuck it came out. 
Um, is it possible they just cut out the audio from that movie and just plopped it in? Oh, do you think they used AI? They just like snuck it right in there before the before, before the strike. <laughs> Maybe, and that explains why the why the dialogue's so stilted. The AI is busy. Yep, and why the writing's so weird. Yeah, that yep. <laughs> They just went to chat GPT and said, make me a Scott Pilgrim TV show. That does... Re- <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I... Um, I don't know why we're going down this conversational path, but it does remind me. I got on a... Not even a kick. Just like I had the thought yesterday, the day before, that... I need to be using more chat GPT in, GPT in my life. So I asked chat GPT to make a game for this episode of our podcast. Oh, awesome. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not awesome <laughs> because it didn't. It didn't make a game. What did it say? Sure. Here are some trivia questions you can use. Oh, that's right. It it basically said, uh, uh, make a trivia game for your podcast. And so I said, can you give me an example? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So you said, I'm recording a podcast episode about, about the first Scott, episode of Scott, Scott Pilgrim Takes t- Off. Yes. Can you make me a game that I can play with my co-host on there? Yep. And the answer was, maybe do a trivia game. Yep. About this episode of the podcast. Cool. Correct. Very well thought out, chat GPT. Correct. And here are some, here, here, here are some of those questions. Here are some trivia questions you can use for your podcast game. <clears throat> Number one. What is the name of the protagonist in the first episode of Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> okay. Number two. In the opening scene, where does the story take place? Toronto. Okay. Number three. Does it know the Hold answers? On. You haven't you haven't answered number one yet. Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Does it know the answers? It doesn't give me the answers, but I know the answers to these. Okay. Number three. Name one of Scott's bandmates featuring in the episode. Oh, Steven Stills. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Number four. What is the primary conflict or challenge introduced in the first episode? <laughs> uh <laughs> The Extraordinary League of Exes? Uh, evil Ex-Boyfriends, but yes. No, Exes. I thought it was Evil Ex-Boyfriends. It's Exes. I mean, I know it's Exes in uh, terms of not gendering these people, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're literally called the Le- League of Evil uh, Ex-Boyfriends. Oh, which are they? I, th- I thought so. I just remember in the movie that he always refers to her ex-boyfriends and she corrects him and says Exes until it's revealed. Gotcha. Uh-oh. There's a girl in there. Ooh. <laughs> Number five. Mm-hmm. Can you recall a memorable quote from a character in the initial episode? No. <laughs> okay. Next question. So that's it for the questions. But then it said, and here, here's... Um, Technically, I got that one, that last one right. You did. For audience engagement. So it oh, gave me some yeah. ideas for audience engagement. Mark so audience, audience prepare to be engaged. Hey, listeners... I, I'm adding that bit of editorializing there. Share your favorite moment from the first episode and why. You can do that on our website, episode1podcast.com. Number two. 
invite them to speculate on where the storyline might go based on the pilot. That's our thing. ChatGPT, <laughs> you're blowing up our spot. <laughs> and then number three, encourage fans to share any Easter eggs or references they noticed in the episode. Okay. That's also kind of our thing. Yeah. But, but I that I'm less, that's not trademarked. Lots of th- people do that. But it, so help me God, if you try that second one, audience, consider yourself disengaged. We're going to get Billy Joel to sue you. Yeah, it'll be easy. We'll just play one of his songs yep. and say, you're the one that told us to do it. <laughs> Add that to the long list of ideas for segments for me that I will promptly forget after this one time. Having ChatGBT making a game? Yep. Does ChatGBT know what Scott Pilgrim takes off is? I doubt it. I'll ask it. Because I think the version I was using was 3.5. So I think that's all older stuff. And I'm not willing to pay for four. It seems there might be a mix up. Scott Pilgrim takes off doesn't appear to be a known TV show. However, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a movie adaptation of Scott Pilgrim graphic novel series. Could that be what you're referring to? Now I get a Wikipedia article about Scott Pilgrim takes off. And then I just send the link in there. And now it's going to be like, I can't read Wikipedia articles. And I'm going to be like, ChatGPT, you've Get done your it shit before. Together. You've done it before. Yep, that's what happened. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the problem. And probably what the excuse I'll give for abandoning this. But we all know that the real reason is I will have forgotten. But that's the excuse i'll give is that chat gpt isn't gonna be good at keeping up on current tv shows yeah let's see here i wrote down a funny joke go on he's going through movies to that he wants to rent from netflix and he comes across the game is over too and he goes oh it's over a second time that sounds fun <laughs> it was about that point in the show that i was getting a little bored so i ramped up the speed on it to 1.25 that that really helped with the conversation stiltedness wow i do that from time to time not often sort of like cheating i don't care and also if anybody listens to if that's my version of cheating i'm still within the parameters of our show Unlike some other cheating that other members of this podcast do from time to time. What? You watched the second episode of... I don't remember what show, but you watched the second episode of a show, dude. Just because I watched the first six episodes of Ted Lasso. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, yeah. I wrote down The League of Evil Axis. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm wrong. What did you think about him dating a 17-year-old? Gross. He's 22. Still gross. It's not a fight. It's not the age difference. It is the um, phase of your life difference. Oh, that's a good way to put it. That's that's the way I've always... Don't get me wrong. There is an age difference that's gross. Or there's an a, a point whoa, whoa, where age whoa. is gross. And I'm looking right at it. <laughs> 
No, there's a point where age is gross. Like I, we could start backing that down and, oh, well, he was 20. What did you say? 22. Mm-hmm. And she's 17. Well, oh, he's still 21. She's 16. Like, you know what I mean? Like that same five years at some point, it is about the age and also the phase of life difference. But I don't inherently have a problem with someone being five years, 10 years younger I just think that there's a maturity difference and a phase of light. Like, why would you want to date a high schooler? Yeah. I, who gives a shit if they're 17 or 18 and it's legal or not? Why would you want to date a high schooler at 22? Yeah. If not for creepy power reasons. And this is coming from somebody who, as a high schooler, dated somebody older and out of high school. And looking back on it now, they were only two years older than me. And I still frequently think, why the fuck did you want to date a high schooler? Yeah. Gross. What if I told you that him and Knives never kissed? It's still ick. It's just it, my ick. I, I knowing they never kissed and had barely held hands once. I, it's the power differential differential. It's that she thinks that they're dating and he doesn't. That mm-hmm. everything about that whole situation, everything about this first episode did a good job of making me think Scott Pilgrim is kind of fucking gross. Yeah, I was thinking about that from the movie. Do people like and connect with Scott Pilgrim? Because he's kind of awful. And the movie goes through a lot to have people repeatedly point out to him how awful he is. I think there are a subset of people that identify and or like him, yes. But those are the people that either pine after doing the exact same thing he's doing. Right. Or wish they, I mean, no, that's functionally the same thing or do it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they either wish they could or they are doing it. Mm -hmm. Like what does Ramona Flowers see in Scott Pilgrim? I I don't, I don't know. And, And genuinely, I think that's what people relate to more than anything is, oh, if Ramona Flowers likes Scott Pilgrim, Little old me would have a shot with, I don't remember what the trope is called, but the magic pixie. Manic pixie dream Manic girl. there, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It's it's that. It's that trope times a million. And that's, you know, this is me fully acknowledging that in my teenage and young adult years, I loved that character trope myself. Like, those were the girls that I would pine after as a teenager yeah i had a huge crush on ramona flowers for sure but uh uh also she doesn't have a lot going for her either she's just nobody nobody does when they're in their early 20s nobody has shit going for them when they're in their early 20s yeah i don't know she's just so sad yeah but i could fix her Is there a metaphor? It's got to be. Uh, with this having to fight the League of Evil Exes thing. What, what do you mean? Is it like a metaphor for like um, her getting over her exes so she can date Scott Pilgrim or something else? In the original, no. In this show, almost certainly. Because... We already talked spoil. Yeah, he dies, right? Yeah. I don't know what the second twist is, but my understanding about the rest of the we'll show 
yeah, the rest of the show is she ends up fighting those evil exes in some fashion or another. Mm. And so there may be some of that journey for her is getting past all that nonsense. So in the movie is what what's the deal? It's the the reverse. It's it's just further evidence that Scott is kind of a wiener because he's all hung up about all of her exes. Uh and so he's got to get past that, but the the way that he gets past that is really toxically masculine way of doing it, which is beating them all up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yet more evidence that Scott Pilgrim's is kind of gross. Yeah. Let's think about what the twist in the second episode could be. Okay. So at the end of the first episode, Scott loses to Matthew Patel, the first ex, the one that she didn't even really date. She just kind of made out with once, right? In middle school. Right. Scott's dead. He can't really be dead, though. I think there's a chance that what I thought was getting spoiled in the second episode was really a spoiler about the show at large, which is that, yeah, he's not dead. He just dipped. He realized he didn't like he dipped it like he left in all of the hubbub of everything mm. because he didn't want to have anything to do with fighting all of these exes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll report back on that. Yeah, that's good because I probably won't watch any more of this. But even though I just was looking at some article today, I don't remember on what website about the best shows of the year. Um, to see because the first couple were shows that we'd watch for the podcast. The Bear, The Bear, Shrinking, Ted Lasso. It wasn't best new shows necessarily, but I was just looking for is there something that we missed that uh, maybe we should watch? And there was one that I had thought about watching. It's Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Oh yeah, Platonic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but I do remember thinking we should watch that months ago when it came out. But this was rated the number one. Oh. So I maybe it gets better. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get past the stiltedness of the dialogue, though. So, okay. He dies. And what's it pl- in his place? Like a couple buttons? No, $2.10. $2.10. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why that amount... I know in the video game and maybe in the movie, I do, or not in the movie, in like the, the manga or the movie, it's a bit like a video game. Like there, there is a video game where when you win, like there's money left over. Like that's the, your spoils is some money that you pick up. But what's our wild speculation as to why? My wild speculation is that he left and that was him leaving cab fare for her. For Ramona Flowers? Yep. And but not only is it gross that he just kind of left, it's also gross that he only left two dollars and ten cents because even in two thousand five Toronto, that's nowhere near enough money for cab fare. Also, she could just like rollerblade through space and time. Yeah, it's it's the gesture of it. It's like leaving money on somebody's nightstand as you're leaving. Like there's just something. It's got not a gesture. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a fucked up gesture, but. That's not a gesture. That's a transaction completion. Yeah, I. But that's what I'm saying. He's the the gesture is that he considers this transaction complete. 
Okay. Uh, so he's just like, what, outside the theater smoking a cigarette? <laughs> she goes, she, she ends up, uh, like raging out after she's just sick and tired now of all these exes coming and ruining any chance at a relationship that she's going to have. And so she ends up fighting Matthew Patel herself, I'm guessing, in that second episode, for real. Okay. But, like, there's this whole battle sequence, and she kicks his ass, and he's gone. He turns into nothing, because that, and that's how we find out it's not a part of the game of all of this. People don't just leave money behind when they get beat up and die. <laughs> and then she goes outside. Uh... <laughs> so, so, okay, if I'm following this... Yeah, good luck. No, I'm following this. Okay. Matthew Patel and Scott Pilgrim fight. It appears as though Matthew Patel has killed Scott Pilgrim and and $2.10 has been left in his place. Ramona Flowers looks at the $2.10 and thinks to herself, Oh, I guess when you get beat up and you die, some money gets left in your place. And then she fights Matthew Patel and then he dies, and there's no money, and she goes, wait a minute. Yes. I thought money was supposed this to is, appear. This is a world where she, <laughs> as far as I can tell, quite literally rollerblades through people's dreams in something she calls a dream highway or a subway. How is that not, like, way more fucked up than, oh, when somebody dies, $2.10 gets left in their place. All right. We're living in a magic video game world. Okay, this is coming from the guy who wondered why Netflix needed to deliver their own DVDs. Yeah, because that's fucking stupid. (laughs) That's not, that's fucking stupid on so many, like, just on the basic level. At least this other thing has an established mechanic built into most video games ever. Okay. Um,. And not just, not just, not just video games, fucking role playing games in general. Fuck. He talks about Sonic earlier in the episode. Dude. Okay, so now we got to make some sort of Sonic connection. Here's the Sonic connection. She beats up Matthew Patel, and he doesn't leave behind $2.10, but a bunch of rings do pop out of him. Yeah. Like Sonic rings, and she's like, wait a minute. Is it money or is it Sonic rings? I'm so confused right now. Isn't it coins in Sonic? No, it's definitely rings. Oh, Okay. It's a I'm a thousand percent positive it's rings. All right. But that's how she puts together that maybe Scott Pilgrim didn't die. And I think as we're watching this, it feels a little like, oh, is this gonna be a mystery? She's gotta figure out what happens to Scott, but then she goes outside and he's just smoking a cigarette. It's like, oh, I thought that was gonna take longer. <laughs> and she's she goes, Scott Pilgrim, you're the coolest fucking dude I ever met. You, you want to go steady? <laughs> We're going steady. And then Knives is like, Scott, I thought we were going steady. And then Rowena goes, maybe the three of us could go steady together. And Scott this, says, hell yeah. This is a TV show about the invention of the thruple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never before seen in history before this moment. Right. Ooh, what else we got? Scott Pilgrim isn't just a bad boyfriend. He's just like a bad dude. Yeah. He's just been hanging with, he's just been mooching off his friend Wallace for how long? A couple years, it feels That's like. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Move out. 
he's get a life. Just a shitty guy all around. Fuck Scott Pilgrim. I'm glad he's dead. Unless you're Mona Flowers, then yeah, and then don't, don't fuck, fuck him. Scott Pilgrim. Do not fuck him. Oof. I'm glad he's dead. Me too. Oh well, wanna wrap it up? I'm just trying to think if there was anything else I watched this week that I wanted to talk about. I don't oh. think there was, but let me think if there's anything else I watched this week. Oh, I've been watching season four of the UK Ghosts. It's pretty funny. Okay. That's all I've been watching. Uh there's a YouTube channel that I you may or may not be familiar with called the Try Guys. Yeah. Most of their shit I don't give two shits about. I know about them because of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. There's something that they've been doing for a couple of years now, and it's about the only piece of their content that I tune into because Kathy also really enjoys it, but it's called Without a Recipe, um, where they are given something they need to make, and they spend two days, like over the course of a couple of days, trying to make it entirely without a recipe. And it's occasionally shit as basic as s'mores where they've got to make the marshmallow themselves and also the graham crackers and shit like that. Yeah, it's and none of them have good cooking experience. So the chocolate they were allowed to buy, I think. But Mm -hmm. and then they have some judges that judge them based on taste presentation. And is it a s'more? Um, or in the case of the one we watched last night was a uh, wedding cake. Oh, uh, and to do like to make most of these are baking ones to bake anything without a recipe is fucking nutty. And in fairness, these guys seem to be going more for entertainment than anything because it feels like half the time they're just taking like, I don't know. And then just dumping a whole thing of container of baking powder in something and just hoping. Yeah, it. It, it gets real bad, but huh? We yeah we they're they've been doing a blitz of that for the last couple of weeks. I think we've watched like five or six episodes, and there's I think there's a live finale tonight. I don't know if we'll watch it, but sounds like it could be fun to watch. It's a it's a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of stupid. Uh, it seems at times there's at least one of them that seems to intentionally go for making the most off the wall version of something. Like they they kind of break it into seasons where they'll do like five episodes and then they'll take they won't do it again for six months and they'll come back and do another five episodes. And there was a season where one of the guys, um, his name's Eugene, and he said this was the season of evil Eugene. And so every episode he had a different theme that was, quote unquote, evil. And so one of them was like making something as black and dark as shit ended up being gross. There was another one, uh, cinnamon rolls, where he incorporated blood into the recipe. Yeah. Like, like pig's blood or something like that. It, yeah, it, it was, it seemed almost intentionally gross, but there are times where even with him doing that, he will somehow stumble onto something where they're like, actually, this was pretty good. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's fun. Cool. All right. Want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website um, and engage with any of those lame ass audience engagement uh, options that ChatGPT uh, cooked up at episode one podcast.com. That's spelled out O N E. 
If you like the show, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. If you didn't like the show, buzz off. Yeah. Go suck an egg. Go get Billy Joel to sue you instead. Yeah. He's got to sue somebody. We are drowning in legal fees right now. <laughs> drowning in them. <laughs> we Yeah. Hey, Boz. Thanks for the theme song, dude.